just from a very high level, what we want to talk about here is again, understanding that you don't have to be awesome at everything. You just have to build a team that's awesome at everything. And you need to know as a CEO of the business, who owns the primary six roles in the business. Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson. Welcome back to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Pete Camiolo. And I'm Dr. Stephen Franson. And you are joining us in a series that we are doing on the Remarkable team. And specifically, we're focusing in on four key roles. One is the CEO, two, the COO, three is the business builder associate, and four, the caregiver associate. So we are unpacking each one of these very distinct roles in this series. And if you're just tuning into this series for the first time right now, and you missed the previous episode, please go back and listen to that episode. We actually spent quite a bit of time really unpacking, laying out the the framework, the, the groundwork for what we wanted to accomplish in this specific series. So please go back and listen to that because we are not going to be able to repeat everything that we went through in that part of the this process and this journey. We're really on a journey with you today. And this is such an important journey. So just from a very high level, what we want to talk about here is, again, understanding that you don't have to be awesome at everything. You just have to build a team that's awesome at everything. And you need to know as a CEO of the business, who owns the primary six roles in the business. So that if Dr. Franson and I were to airdrop into your next team meeting, we would be able to identify all the people that own the key functions, the key roles in your business. Now, when I say owns the key roles and functions in your business, I'm talking about the accountability chart. Now, we had an episode a few episodes back where we actually talked about and unpacked the accountability chart. We actually gave you a sample accountability chart. We gave you a training on how to understand how to fill out the accountability chart. We have all those resources for you. So if you're listening to this and you're like, man, I'd love to get my hands on that, please go back about five or six episodes from here and you can get the accountability chart episode where we actually unpack an understanding of what is our organizational and accountability chart look like in a business. Remember, while the organizational chart is the structure of the business, the accountability chart says this is how the business runs, right? It's how the business is functioning. So I'm not going to get into that now. I'm just saying go back and listen to that. We are focusing on team building right now in this quarter, fourth quarter of 2020. And it's part of our team building series that we're doing in the Remarkable Practice leading up to our Remarkable Team Building event that's coming up here in January, 2021. So we want you to know that we know how important it is to have a remarkable team, that for you to be a CEO and to be a remarkable CEO, it's not possible without that side of the Rubik's Cube, the team side being done and being done right. We say A players only. And there's a lot of elements to making that happen. So in the previous month series, we went through what does it look like to build a remarkable team. In this month, we're actually talking about what does it mean to actually do it? What is it looking like to actually run and function as a remarkable team? And today I'm so excited, Dr. Steven, because we are unpacking one of the roles that was so exciting for me to be able to create and, you know, in my business, which was the role of the COO. And I would say that for me, very truthfully, it wasn't until this role became a role that I truly was able to become the CEO of my business. And so 
for some of you who are listening today, this might be one of those, those days, right? Where everything begins to change because this is going to shed light on something that maybe there wasn't light shed on before. And I hope that you leave this time with a lot of clarity. Because remember, clarity is what we're trying to create here. Focus is what we're go- our goal is to create. So Dr. Steven, I know you've got some thoughts and things to share before we dig in, but we're going to dig into the COO role today. I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. I love this role. I love the dynamic. Pete, you know, I, I have five businesses, right? So I've had five or six other businesses that I've gone through all four seasons of the career from launch to build to scale to exit. So, you know, what I can tell you about the five businesses that I have right now is I would never own, operate, buy, acquire, partner with, join, or work with a business that did not have this chief operations officer in place. I need an operator. I need somebody who's going to run the business. Guys, I'm telling you what, this makes all the difference in the world. It's not just the way you 10X and 100X your business. It's how you do it without breaking your life. This is what's so key. It's like, this is the most important investment that you can make with your time, energy, focus, and money, developing your team, this player in particular, making sure that you have this person alongside of you so that you can realize your potential as the visionary, as the CEO, as the entrepreneurial leader, right? You're going to be the person that needs to be freed up so that you can go and get back on the frontier and build this business and advance the mission, right? Expand your reach and your impact. So guys, when you get this COO in place, I'm telling you what, this is the ultimate amplifier, right? So I want to make sure you recognize the power in this, which is why we spend so much time drilling down on this. This is the key to growth and it's the key to your personal freedom. If you're like me and you appreciate time freedom, if you want durability, if you want to make sure that you create a greater impact and a greater income, all of these things absolutely require you to have that complement. This is when a great quarterback gets a great wide receiver. You know, when we start talking about, hey, we got to get great targets for this quarterback. This is the target. <laughs> this is the compliment to that. If you're a duo and you're singing, this is the person that you harmonize with, right? Pete, it's like, it's the person that comes alongside you. It's the yin to your yang. It's the perfect compliment. It's the work marriage, right? It's the COO. So, you know, I, I want to double back and I want to pick up where we left off the last time. We talked about the different roles of the CEO and the COO, and we talked about the attributes of the people that will be really successful, the type of person that this role calls for. I'm going to do this quickly. We unpacked it deeper on the previous episodes. If you want to go back and hear this again, this is one of those things that we just want to burn into your DNA. We want to make sure that this is in your nervous system, that you have a subconscious competency on this, that you understand this. So it bears repeating. So let's talk about the visionary role and the attributes of a visionary or CEO. And then we'll talk about the integrator role or the COO, the CWO, what you probably thought of as your office manager. We'll talk about that role and the attributes of the person that this role calls for. So if you're a CEO, this is your role. You are the person that casts the vision. You make sure that everybody has total clarity on what's important now and what's important next. You lead the business. You lead the team. You lead the people. You lead the culture. You create opportunities and relationships. You're the rainmaker and you champion the market message. Doc, if that's you right now, this is what you sound like. Your qualities, you like to be high level. You're a big picture. You're a big thinker. You're passionate. 
emotional, you're inspiring, you're driven, you are a creative genius. You're happy to use brute force to get things done because you have lots of it, right? And you are a turbo engine and you love to use thrust energy. That's the CEO, right? That's the visionary of the business as Gino Wickman taught us in Traction. Now we have the integrator or the COO, which is their complement. It's the yin to the yang, right? So this is the what you may think of as an office manager when they start going from just managing the business to running the business. This is when they become the COO. And this is what this role includes. They execute the business plan. They're accountable to the P&L, the profit and loss statement. Their job is to primarily harmoniously integrate the leadership team. They filter your visionary ideas. So you might have 10 ideas. They figure out which one or two we can do right now. The rest go in the parking lot. And most importantly, gang, they run the day-to-day business and projects. So again, as the CEO, you lead the business. They run the business. Now, this position, this role, these responsibilities call for a very specific human being. And frankly, they're a very rare bird. They say that for every four CEOs, there's one COO. Think about that because only 10 to 15% of people are hardwired to have the capacity to own a business and run a business. Think about this. For every four of you, there's one integrator. There's one COO. So when you get one, take good care of them, right? So their qualities sound like this. They're logical and they're strategic. They love structure. They're details-oriented. They thrive in systems. In fact, they demand having systems. If there isn't a system in place, they'll create one and put one in place. They are a driver. They get shit done. They, we call at GSD. They are attached to execution. They're highly tactical. If you're a turbo engine, they're a diesel engine. Instead of thrust energy, they're a grinder. Steady, right? These people are committed to one thing, results, almost to a fault usually, right? So you have to rein these people in. They have a tendency to be the person that's up all night working or working through the weekends. This person refuses to take the vacations because, you know, this person was that what they want is outcome. They want results naturally. And they are your problem solver. They are your integrator. So as you're saying all this, I'm remembering the journey of my journey. And I'm sure many of you, as you're listening to Dr. Steven, you're thinking about yourself and your current business and what's going on there. So I want to talk a little bit about that because I think this is really important that, that, you know, I never, I mean, I do have a spouse, but I didn't have a spouse who was in my practice for very long. When we launched the business, she was a part of it, but she wasn't a part of it for very long. We were in the season of having children. So that became the priority for us and for her. And so she was not in the, in the office. So I was really needed to hire right away, you know, because we were very quickly, we had a fast growing office and we, we served a lot of people for a long time. And so because of that, like I had to hire people pretty quickly and I didn't really know what I was doing in the beginning. So, you know, it was, you know, trial and error. Uh, And so grateful because God is good. And I've been blessed with an amazing amazing team members from from early on still to this day just have an amazing relationship with many of them and but what i will say is is that when i finally discovered that for me i needed to go from being an owner operator to the ceo what i didn't know was what we're talking about here today i didn't know that that also required the elevation of each of the players on my team and specifically actually having someone move into and, and ascend into the position of the coo at that point, I, I had an office manager, somebody who, like Doc, you just said, was really, you know, helping manage the team and maybe actually I would say I had a back office CA is probably what I had, who was functioning as a also as an office manager, but really probably more was a back office CA because it was really that you know, into the stats and data, because we were we were big into data and stats and I love metrics, meaning I love getting them. 
getting <laughs> yeah. reports, not creating no, reports. No no. no, no, no. I get allergic reactions. In fact, I like bar graphs and pie charts. Let's face it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even want to look That's at exactly the right. Show me the, the outcomes of this research article. I just need to know that. So I know that that was for me a blind spot. And so for some of you, maybe this has been an area that's been a blind spot, or maybe it's, it's an area where you know, you're just being challenged in some way. And so I want to say to you, like, it's, it's okay, actually, it's okay to be there. Like, it's a really good thing, actually. First step is identify, right? So we can't move forward unless we actually make some sub level of identifying. So we've got to identify where we can make an adjustment, you know, that's needed and specific adjustment, the better, the more specific. So this area for me was, I had to identify number one, that in order for me to become the CEO, there had to be the the ascension of the people on my team. And that one role that needed to ascend was that back office CA needed to move into a the COO position without having that exact language at the time. Again, when you're building something with from scratch and no one's ever done this before and you're doing it, you are coming up with a lot of this as you go. So you're figuring it out as you go. So that role though, when Doc, you described it, is exactly what is that person. And this person is extremely valuable to you. This person is, is it, it's not possible for you to be the CEO without this person in the business. And so, you know, we've talked about how important it is to get the right person, in the right role, doing the right work the right way. This one is key. I'm going to go at, we're, we're lingering here because we will continue to circle back with you until this was, would happen. Let's say you were a coaching client. We would continue to go back to this right here until this happens. We're going to say, well, that's because of this. Until this relationship is there, until this role is there, until this position is filled, it will, you will continue to have those issues with your business. And so this one is so key to get right. And those attributes that you described are so important because this is someone's genius. This is someone's strength. This is somebody's GWC. And when you find this person, it's very important that you take great care of this person. Doc, you said that one in four. I don't, I didn't know those, that exact number. You know, that, that's a really important thing to know, like the way that people are wired to be that strong operator. So finding this person is really important. Keeping this person is just as important. That's why it's so important that, that you honor this role. You put them in this position, you celebrate them, you equip them, empower them to be able to function in that role, which means don't encroach on them. Don't micromanage. Don't be that, that leader. You'll let them run the business. And it was until that person for me ran the business and I really felt the liberation of that, that I was truly able to step into that leadership role to be able to lead that business in its truest sense. And that dynamic, it's worth fighting for. It's worth working towards. It's worth even sacrificing for because at the end of the day, that's how you build this business, which again is durable and it's transferable. And I've been there. So I know the power of this is long game is significant. And it's very important to have this there. It's huge. It's huge. And this role, you know, it's such a rare bird and it's such a great ROI. (laughs) When I say take care of this person, this person, and I'm going to be really frank when I say this and totally respectful from somebody who's had 39 associate doctors, you know, in my career, this person will be worth more to your business than a great doctor will be, believe it or not. 
right? So I know that that's like, oh, you know, when you talk about like, how do you, how do you compensate this person? Like, how do you pay this person? So, you know, I'm hesitant to say this because I know it could scare and spook some of you. But the truth is, is like, when you think about it that way, most chiros underpay associate doctors, right? So I'll tell you right now that, that that's a different conversation for a different episode, but we're absolutely going to have it. We're going to teach you guys how to do this really elegantly and successfully. Okay. So one thing you should know is that this COO, when you have the right person in play, will be worth as much, if not more to your business as a doctor will be, right? So think about that, right? Especially if you start having multiple associate doctors, right? So if you're the CEO and you've got two or three caregivers in your practice or two caregivers in a business builder, et cetera, which you'll learn more about in the future, this person runs that business. That's a bigger business. And you start getting to a seven-figure business or multiple seven-figure business, this is a six-figure person. Okay. So this is a six-figure person on your team. Think about that. This is a person that is going to respond well to, to having a compensation model based on performance, right? So they'll have a base salary with a, you know, a bonus structure in place for building the business because they run the business, right? So in order to build the business, you got to run the business well. This person's going to have a lot of influence there. So these KPIs, these things are going to be really important to them, especially if you set up a bonus structure like we'll teach you so that they know that when the business grows and goes, they win too, right? So we want to have that win, win, win. This is definitely definitely one of those people you want to have incentivized so that they are driving that business, dare I say, even harder than you are. So let's dig into some of these metrics. So when we talk about metrics, metrics or KPIs, key performance indicators, this is how we make the performance of an individual objective and measurable, right? We make it so that we can say, okay, so Dr. Pete, here's your role these are the responsibilities of this role. You are hardwired to be awesome at these responsibilities, which is why I'm putting you in this role. These activities that you're accountable to can be measured. This is how we measure them, okay? So these are the metrics we're gonna use and here are your goals, right? So then I'm gonna come alongside you, train you, equip you, support you, et cetera, because I want you to win because when you win, we win, right? So this is the scorecard is intrinsic to this process of creating these expectations and agreements, what's expected of you. Do we have an agreement around that? And most importantly, creating focus for everybody on your team. It's my favorite F word, focus, because focus is what creates the difference between busyness and productivity, right? So this is what we want as all of us as, as entrepreneurs, as CEOs, we desire productivity. That's what we want. We want to recruit everybody around us and make sure that they know what a win looks like. The scorecards communicate that to people. And then we get into a meeting rhythm so that we have the accountability that comes with the scorecards. So we have 30 days, 60 day and 90 day meetups where we force the communication on how's it going on track, off track. What can I do to help you? Right? So these scorecards will be a focal point of this relationship. So it's so critical that we get these KPIs right. Okay, let's take a quick break and talk about Cairo Matchmakers. Cairo Matchmakers will help you find the right person for the job. If you're looking to hire the ideal chiropractic assistant, Cairo Matchmakers will help you find the specific person missing from your team so that you can get back to using your talents to serve more people. Or if you're looking to hire the ideal associate doctor, CMM can help. Cairo Matchmakers helps chiropractors like you find the ideal associate doctor to unlock your practice potential and get you the freedom that you desire. To learn more, go to chiromatchmakers.com. And now let's jump right back into our conversation. Yeah, I mean, it's when you think about the scorecard and the way it's laid out, and, and we actually have the scorecard for you. So 
It is a attachment to the podcast series in this episode. So it's a fillable PDF. Please download it and use that. But you, you'll see on the scorecard is the first thing you're going to see is the objectives of the position. So when you think about the COO, there are three key objectives of this position. Number one is runs the business stock like you said repeatedly. And when you're describing it, the second is SOP. So this is actually the delivery of the business. They run the actual the process, the systems, the process, the procedures, the things that are happening in the business. And the third is leadership management and accountability. You'll see that as an LMA. So that means they're leading people, they're managing people, and they're holding the people accountable. Now, how do you do that? Well, this is how you do it through a scorecard. This is it, right? So even as you listen to everything that you might hear about, let's say the KPIs that we're about to go through for ones that could be on and also should be on a the scorecard for a COO, which doc, you said in the previous episode that everyone has a scorecard, including the CEO and the CEO, especially the CEO and the COO. And these KPIs are example metrics that the COO can own. But what it does is it creates that focus. Now, my favorite part of the scorecard is actually the column far to the right underneath the five priorities for the quarter, which says activities. <laughs> because metrics are, I think, you know, really important. And it's really key. And I think a lot of people get stumped, they stump, get stumped on this. Like, well, I'm not sure what it should it be. But I would say the issue that's even more than that is what's the activity that drives the outcome that you're actually looking for? This is where there's more subluxations. This is where there's more lack of clarity, which is, well, this is our metric that we want to measure. Okay, great. My question is, how do you influence that? How do you drive that? Now, in this podcast, we are not getting into that, okay? We're not going to do that. Now, we may get into that. If you guys ask nice. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we would have a lot of fun in that. And, And there's so many layers of depth that we could go. We could cut up on just one KPI and just spend an episode just on one KPI. But the reality is, is that what we're going to go through here now is, is what are the KPIs for the office manager, knowing that their job is, their objectives of this position is to run the business. What are the KPIs? What are the key performance indicators for this individual on your team? And again, we're not going to get into setting goals and hitting goals and then the action steps. We're not going to get into that, but that all lives on the scorecard so that when it comes time to review, how am I doing? Like you said, am I on target? Am I behind target? Am I ahead of target? Where am I in the performance of my responsibilities for this quarter? at this point in the quarter, you can actually have a really intelligent conversation with the team member. That's right. Who can actually give you some real good feedback. And then from that, you can make great decisions. The goal is to be able to make decisions, make pivots if needed and course correct so that we can actually achieve our outcomes. It's about outcomes. That's what we're driving. And focus is what's the difference that is what makes the difference between people that are busy and people that are productive. We're not questioning whether people are busy. We're questioning whether there's productivity. And this is what helps drive that. And the CEO is somebody who owns that for the whole team. So let's make sure that at least they get it right. We get it right for them to start. Okay, let's start with some just heuristics around this, how to do this the remarkable way, right? So what we say is the further up you are on the accountability chart, meaning like way up top the leadership team, like CEO, COO, right? The further up you are upstream on the accountability chart, the more downstream your metrics could be, okay? So the bigger numbers, right? So if you think, oh, I'm the CEO, so what are the big numbers I need to be keeping an eye on? Like we want to look at big numbers like total profit, 
right? So in dollars, right? So total revenue generated and total volume, total number of new patients that converted, total number of new patient leads that came into the practice, right? So those are downstream from a lot of different numbers. Like for a COO, the chief operations officer, again, they're going to be way downstream, right? So the figures, the KPIs we're going to talk about are way downstream from other more myopic or specific and detailed upstream metrics that are held by the rest of the team that are under you on the on the accountability chart. So imagine the further down you go on the accountability chart, the more detailed your KPIs can get, right? So for example, if you're the COO, chief operations officer, the integrator, the office manager, and one of the things you own is retention right? Patient visit average. Well, patient visit average is way downstream from a thousand activities. And each one of those activities can be measured, right? Those activities are done by somebody that answers to you as the office manager, as the COO. So you might have the checkout CA who you go the other detail, you go down on the drill down on the details and it's things like, okay, so you're the person that as the checkout CA, you're responsible to make sure that everybody's committed to a care plan, that they're mapped out for their care plan, that they're on a payment plan, that they're on EFT, that they get scheduled to workshop, right? So guess what? Every one of those activities is super detailed in and has a KPI that drills down on that very detail because you can't do PVA. PVA is an outcome that results from the people that are accountable to you doing their jobs well, right? So I hope everybody hears that and knows that the stats that we're talking about right now, the metrics, the KPIs for the CEO and the COO, they're way up on the accountability chart. So their metrics are way downstream. All right. So the last time we were, we're talking about this dynamic between CEO and COO as being complementary. So I want to make sure you hear that the yin, the yang, the compliment, right? So the COO is the compliment to the CEO. And in this, what we said is we're going to paint a scenario, but there's lots of different scenarios. We're going to say the most common scenario is that the CEO, the visionary, the owner of the business, most likely in chiropractic, there's these very small businesses. It's very often a dynamic, extroverted, entrepreneurial CEO, and they like to be out there taking trees down. They want to be on the front line, driving the mission, et cetera, right? So very often they're like, I've got attraction and conversion, new business development. So they're right on the front end of that. So in this scenario that we're playing with right now, just to illustrate, we're using the CEO as that entrepreneurial leader, and we gave them new business development just for sake of sanity as we try to talk you through this. There's a lot of ways to skin this cat, right? And we'd be happy to work with you and help you do it exactly for the way you and your team are hardwired. But for this example, we're going to stick with that. CEOs that entrepreneurial on the front end, building the business. So they get attraction, conversion, and always collections, right? So we always give somebody a revenue stat too, right? So the complement to that particular CEO scenario is the COO who's in charge of organizing the ship, running that business. So we're going to give them retention and we're also going to do heavy on the collections and the financial components. So you'll hear that ring true as I list out these specific KPIs for that specific scenario. Man, Dr. Pete, talk about over-explaining something. I hope everybody can see it. This is when I desperately need a whiteboard. Man, I wish we could somehow figure out a whiteboard on a podcast. All right, so let's take a look at these KPIs, the key performance indicator for the COO who's really been tasked with, you're in charge of retention and finances collection. So downstream metrics for retention would be things like compliance percentage, which means kept visit average. Stick rates, So how long somebody stays on basis of a time period. So you could have like a re-examination stick rate. We call it the R4. A second re-exam for a third care plan would be an R5 or just a monthly stick rate. How long does the patient stick around? That can be a great 
KPI for a COO, patient volume, total patient volume. How many patients are we seeing on a weekly, monthly, quarterly basis? PVA or patient visit average. How long does the average patient that starts care stay under care? That's a big retention stat, way downstream. How about this one? Total active patients. How many human beings are actively under care? In other words, docs, listen to me on this, are actively following the doctor's recommendations for care. That's a tough one. We could do a whole podcast episode just on that, but total active patients are the patients who have been following the doctor's recommendations for care. They're actively following the doctor's recommendations for care. So total active patients, one of my favorite stats, frankly. And then you can break it down further and go total wellness patients. How many people are in our wellness club or total maintenance patient? How many people are under a wellness care plan, excuse me, a maintenance care plan? And then this net momentum, net mo, which is the total number of human beings either added or subtracted to the practice this month. You know, last month we were taking care of 500 people, three people quit and 10 people joined. So we had a seven net mo, 10 minus three is seven, right? The net momentum of the practice. What growth did you experience as far as total active patients in the practice this time period? And then there's collection visit average. What do we collect actually get paid for the average visit every time somebody comes across that threshold and comes into the practice. How about case average? What's a case worth to the practice? How about lifetime value of a person who stays under regular chiropractic care? And then how about profit margin? And that's the percentage. So profit margin is a percentage, whereas total profit is a number. And here's an example. We used it the last time. The perfect example of the complement dynamic between CEO and COO, Dr. Pete, is the let the CEO own the profit as far as the number of dollars, but let the COO own the profit margin, which is the percentage of profit. Yeah. I'm smiling here because I mean, there's so many great KPIs, honestly. I'm like, wow, that's, these are good. Like these are really good. And I, when we know them, I mean, these are the ones we always talk about, but I'm like, you know, I'm also thinking from the perspective as, as you're listening. And I know we have amazing listeners. So first of all, thank you for being a listener to our, our podcast. Cause that's a lot to take in. I'll be honest. As I'm listening, I'm like, Whoa, this is heavy. So I, in advance, I apologize. <laughs> if an apology we apologize is for this whole series, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, some of you are like, can we get back to talking about, you know, I don't know, something that's more exciting, but no, th- this is, this is getting a little bit granular, but we're not in the weeds guys. This is not because here's the thing you got to realize this is the essence of having a remarkable business and being a remarkable CEO. You have to embrace this. Listen, most chiropractors, you say, what are your stats? They're like, they know their patient business freak and how much money they collect. That's about it. I'm like, whoa, like there's so many more that you need to know. And so I'm saying this because I, I feel you as you're listening, because <laughs> part of me is like, depending on where this episode caught you in your, in your week and in your, in like where you're at, like in the life right now in business, you know, this might be hitting you in like some different, you know, from different angles. And so what, what I want to say is, is guys, here's the deal in business. You don't get what you want you get what you measure, right? You don't get what you want, you get what you tolerate. And these are, it's very important that you understand that everything that doc, you just went through, I'm like, yeah, that's really good. Yeah, that, yeah that's important. All of it's really important. But what we, what we like to say is what is the most important? And that's what should be on this person's scorecard is all the KPIs, whether you're a check-in CA or check-out CA or tech CA or a new patient concierge or you're an associate DC exam, associate DC adjuster, whatever, all of the KPIs are important. The question you're answering with this, these KPIs is what is the most important KPIs measurements right now? One of the CEO's responsibilities is to determine what is important now, what's important next. That includes 
for the team based on the ultimate vision, where we're going, and the next, where we're going from here, what is most important now? Like, what are my priorities now? And you have to work with your COO to actually help determine that for yourselves and then for everybody else in the team. So it's really important to get this right because there, th- that was a lot of KPIs. I'm like, yeah, well, those are all important. So you would have to answer this question if I'm looking at my scorecard, what is the most important right now? Where do we need to focus right now? So you have to be able to assess the performance of your business. So remember, we start with assess, then it's plan, prepare, execute, assess. A CEO is assessing before they plan. They have to assess data right? It's a data-driven assessment process. And so with that, and when you work with this yin and yang relationship with this COO, you have a dynamic relationship. Dynamic meaning constantly in motion. You're always evaluating, reevaluating, assessing so that you can determine this is where we need to focus. Now, those are a lot of retention stats and collection stats. There may be some that are the most important now. And those are the ones you might actually put on the scorecard for an example. So doc, you went through a lot. I'm like, wow, where do you start? It's knowing your business. You have to know your business to know what should be the focus. And this is what helps you focus is actually collecting this data. I mean, I feel like we just like are taking the lid off of something because oh, I'm feeling really excited. So I'm like, okay, yeah. here we go. But I know we, uh, we have to actually wrap. Yeah. Really? Let me, let me, let me wrap with this because yeah. I want to okay, I, yeah. I wrap three things. Okay. So I'm going to make okay. three points and this is everybody's going to take a big breath. Everybody take a big breath with me right now. All right. So it's like, all right. So number one, CEOs, I'm talking to you right now. This is done for you, not but done by you, okay? So that's the power of having a COO, okay? So this is when your office manager makes the ascension to a COO, they're running the business and the way they run the business is through these reporting systems and meeting rhythms, okay? So this is what we teach in the Remarkable CEO program and now the Remarkable COO program. We actually go through this three-stage maturation process where it goes from being done by you or not happening, <laughs> right? Done by you or done in a lousy, stressed out, guilt-ridden, I know I'm supposed to do these things, but I don't, right? Done by you to done with you to done for you, right? Because CEOs have information flow to you, right? So CEOs have information flow to them. So we train your CEO to do this for you. So this is all prepared for you. Okay. So that's number one, right? So I want you to recognize that this is, we're not just giving you more work to do quite the opposite of that. Okay. You don't have to be awesome at everything. You got to build a team that's awesome at everything. You're going to bring in a COO who's awesome at this stuff. You might be allergic to Excel spreadsheets like me, but you love to read those pie charts, bar graphs, and watch the trending of your business, right? Because to grow your business, you need to know your business, right? So this is not going to be done by you. Ultimately, it's going to be done for you and flow to you. Okay. Number two, you don't have to have all of these KPIs on a scorecard. They'll all be measured. They'll all be captured in, in what we call our vital signs report or your metrics report. Again, that's done by your COO. It's not done by you. That's all done by your team. Okay. But that report flows to you. The scorecards are prepared by your COO. Okay. And they're brought to you for your approval. And then they're, those meeting rhythms happen. They're driven by the COO. Okay. You show up and you listen in and you give in your two cents and you lead, but you don't run it. See the difference? You lead it. You don't run it. They run it. Your COO runs it. Okay. So you don't have to use all of these KPIs. You pick the top three, four, five for an individual every quarter. This is what I want you to focus on now. Okay. And number three, and this is the sexy one, you get to pick your outcomes. Think about this as you are locking in a target. You're basically saying, okay, so I want to point my guns at these targets, okay? And this is what we're going to do in the next 90 days. You get to pick your outcomes. Great leaders love that. This is where we're going. This is the mountain we're going to take. This is the hill we're going to take. This is who's going to take it with me. And this is how we're going to take it. That's the power of the scorecard. When you start thinking of it that way, it actually becomes fun. You start saying, this 
is the this is the dial we're going to turn this quarter right now right here with these people. All right, guys. So the scorecard, it's a heavy lift. It takes two, three quarters to get this into play. If you need help with this, which you probably will, we're happy to do it. We love to do it. This is what the Remarkable CEO program and the Remarkable COO program is all about. If you want to jump on a call with us, ask us whatever you want to ask us. If you want to do a brainstorm session and have us walk you through your scorecard, happy to do it. Whatever we can do to help you become more successful because guys, you know it. What the world needs now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs right now is more successful chiropractors. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.